Moving into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Set and underway for Moody on the mic. Here we are again, another edition of Moody on the Mic. My name's Roger Aldridge. So we are a day late this time around because a late text message went out last night and Moody was getting the tooth pulled. So, uh, Moody, we're back. How are you feeling? Your face is still as ugly as ever, but it doesn't look swollen. Nice nah, mate. Uh, listen, we, um, we just had to get a bit of bog and fill it up. Actually, the dentist didn't pull it, which surprised me. Um, I thought he'd be going in for the deer operation, a bit like sending a horse to the vets. The first thing they want to do is get a knife to it and send you a $10,000 bill. Mitho knows a bit about that. His vets are very good at that. Um, but uh, no, he just uh, he was in a bit of a rush, this bloke, and he didn't need new tyres for his car this week, so he just threw a bit of bog in it. That's come up pretty good. The Tooth Fairy come, Petey? Um, who's the Tooth Fairy? In, in oh. the middle of the night, did you get a little visitor? Little, no. little lucky surprise? No, well, the tooth didn't come out, Anthony. So, oh. no tooth fairy. That's only when the tooth comes out, mate. As we mentioned, Mood's obviously in a tooth pull. I was flat on my back, um, you know, with a back injury. Rain Man was tending to his heavily pregnant wife. And Mitho hadn't have checked, didn't check his, uh, didn't check his voicemail. So, he decided to just uh, chime in on the meeting anyway and wondered where everyone was to record last night. I was early for a change, sitting there all by my lonesome, patiently waiting. Suddenly thought, this doesn't feel right. Where's Petey? He's always on time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, thought I'd, I'd send out the SOS to Rog. And, no, nah, no, nah, we're a day late, buddy. We're off to the races tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we're, it's good to be here. We've got a bit of stakes racing up in Queensland in Rain, Rain Man's territory and um, good racing at Caulfield to look forward to. And... Oh, it never stops, does it? Racing with fans are back. We're happy about that. Petey, have you been to the races with the with the with the, your owners, the blokes that actually pay? Um, yes, Anthony, I have been there in attendance myself, being my major owner. So, uh, and in saying that, I would love to welcome our Queensland representative, uh, uh, father to be very soon, uh, Thomas. Rainman Hackett. He looks a bit swollen around the top lip there. I don't know. Is, it, is he trying to grow a little hey, something? Hey. A little shape. Hey, mustache is gone. I've gone fresh face again. Got, got to bring the baby face back. I'm, t- I'm feeling good up here in Queensland, boys. I feel safe. We're down to single figure COVID cases here, unlike um, down in Victoria. And I see actually on the uh, one of the suburbs considered a hotspot is Pakenham. So I hope you're still being very careful uh, in the stables there, Moots. No, we are, Thomas. Uh, we're taking our temperature every day and we haven't adopted the... Uh, what's that galoot that runs America? What's his name? Um, Donald Trump. Donald Trumpy. Trump. We, we haven't adopted the Donald Trump theory here in Victoria. We're still testing people, so we're finding a few positives. Uh, not like in Queensland where you stop testing and no bastard's going to be positive. <laughs> we'll have this weekend. No. So, no. Peter, you've, you've been back to the races, um, although you, you, you couldn't get to Ballarat on Tuesday, could you? There was, you had a bit on back at the farm, and um, but they wanted your input uh, before one of the early maiden races, and um, fucking eight-start maiden jumped into the fray, didn't he? Uh, I think your new nickname on Moody on the mic should actually be fucking eight-start maiden. Rog, have we got the audio there? 
Well, we do. It's funny that uh, Moots had a tooth pulled last night, or it didn't in the end, because Terry Bailey tried to do an interview with Moots on Tuesday, and that was like pulling teeth. Then uh, let's take a concerned it's a two-horse race. Can you knock the favourite over? Yeah, mate. champion. I'm well, Pete. Can you beat the favourite here? I have no idea, mate. Okay, how's your horse going? I might go on board, but it's a fucking nine, eight of nine start mate, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> and there's a two-horse race. Uh, we're thinking Queen Riker leads, and you'll be you'll be chasing oh, it. Mate, I just left it up to Nala. We've got no plan here. We're just going out, about squeezing. Mm-hmm. How's so, it been going at home? Yeah, but uh, just got. So I want to see it do it, you know. <laughs> so at one point, Peter. Did you actually realise that you were live to air to the the, the racing.com uh, viewers at home? And, and did you think, maybe I should put the F-bomb just in the back pocket for a while? <laughs> well, I, I reckon if you listen to that closely enough, when I was about to say, I've got no fucking idea as well, about two sentences later, and then I went, hang on, he's gone live. This is on air. <laughs> I thought it was me and TB having a little chat off air as I was loading the walking machine with horses at, uh, back at the stables. And, uh, and uh, then I quickly realised, and you'll note the tone of my voice changed somewhat very quickly. Uh, but I was extremely fortunate that, I, that she was able to win the race firstly, and I was able to come back on air and apologise to, to Terry and the punters as well. Well, so another fucking eight-start maiden star, Mitch Beer, has just logged in. I think he's got a couple of um, devices going because we're getting him in. Uh, we're getting him in stereo there, Rog. But uh, Mitch, that was just extraordinary. That Peter Mo- Peter Moody comes back into the training ranks and gets away with dropping dropping f bombs on uh, Racing.com. Lucky there's only one of him, I tell you. I don't think uh, Australian racing could handle two Peter Moody's, but it's good to have the great man back. I was, I, good, to, good, good to welcome you for your maiden voyage on Moody on the Mic, Mitch. Uh, we lost you to Victorian Racing a little bit. bit. You, you've jumped up over the Murray there and you're not allowed back into Victoria without getting dipped for ticks when you come back over. But uh, thanks for joining us tonight and taking time out of your busy schedule. Well, the, and the uh, other one that um, <laughs> seems to have joined us there, Mitch, uh, we'll come back to you in a moment because... Um, Wiley Dalziel was the owner of that, that fucking eight-start maiden. And, and, and the trainer had fucking no idea whether it was going to beat the favourite or not. Uh, Wiley, are you, are you there? Can you, can you hear us on Moody on the mic? Oh, I can, Mitho. Yes. Am I, am I here? Can you hear me? You are. Well, you, your trainer's, your trainer's uh, got a podcast going here. And we're, right. we're, we, are, we are just um, rocking back on our heels. Can't believe that a trainer gets away with that sort of behaviour. Did he get away with it with the owners? Oh, to be quite frank, uh, Mitho, yeah. I've, I've had to go into damage control ever since uh, this happened. And he's hard hard to get hold of the best of times, um, Moots. But he, I think he might be avoiding me because, uh, yeah, it's, it's disastrous, to be honest. I mean, he, Philip Stokes was good enough to put his hand up and say, I've tried with this fucking nine-star maiden there and maybe try, try someone else. And Moots was put his hand up and then... Um, race day he says well I don't fucking know how the thing will go and he's a group one trainer so you know naturally normally owners would win you after a ring you after a race and say that was awesome and they're ringing after the race saying what was that all about 
and I didn't even know. I didn't hear him. Pre-race, I didn't hear the swear word. I didn't hear the fucking maiden, and I didn't hear. I don't have a fucking idea. So it's pretty disastrous to, to my business, yeah. Well, Wally, mood here, Wally. I, I bet they're happy to click the fucking news check with the fucking nine-start maiden. <laughs> Well, you know, they all had a dollar each way and they were all keen to have a hundred each way, but, you know, there was just no confidence there. <laughs> yeah? Well, is it fair to say that he's brought Nelsville Racing uh, into disrepute with his actions on racing.com? And well, ab absolutely, because, you know, we've got a lot, lot of, not a, lot of uh, nice ladies that race with us, particularly my mum, and she was one of the first ones to ring me and said, I thought he was a lovely man, Peter Moody, and he never swore. She said, I just couldn't believe what he said. And I said, oh, there's got to be something wrong there, mum. Maybe it wasn't the real. Maybe it wasn't Peter Moody. Maybe it was someone else. Okay. Uh, actually, she followed up with a statement to say, you know, I thought he was a lot better than that, but fuck Peter Moody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we got a few of those. Oh yeah, no, look, it was uh, it was quite it was quite funny to be honest. Uh, I think it's funny. We haven't had any 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 fallout from it. We got the, we got the win. We got the win, but yeah, it was pretty good. It was well done. Well, as they say in uh, in the entertainment business, any publicity is good publicity. And Moods um, has obviously been doing podcasts for too long that he thinks he can drop the f bomb on live television that's going national. And uh, well, frankly, I'm I'm in full support of it. I mean, I think that if Days of Our Lives allowed Days of Our Lives allowed that kind of thing, we'd probably rate a bit better as well. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. You know, we live in a COVID world now. Anything can happen. Anything can be said and probably done. Wally, um, as we uh, let you go, you've got plenty of phone calls to, to mop up this mess. Uh, can yes. you leave us with a winner on Moody on the Mic over the weekend in the Wally Dalziel Racing Colours? We hope so. So there's a couple stepping out at Geelong, Miracu, which uh, Moods is involved with there. So he might be able to enlighten you on. But he's been, he's been going well. So he's with um, Philip at Geelong. Timonaco, another filly we bought at Tavistock out of New Zealand, should go well. And first starter on Saturday in the two-year-old race, throwing him in the deep end a little bit. Um, a Savabil uh, colt that we bought and uh, showing a lot there at Pakenham. And again, uh, Moods has probably got his eye on him over the fence there at Stokes. But um, I, I think he'll go all right at big odds uh, on Saturday. That's Savannah Cloud. Beauty. There you have it. That's the best from Wiley Dalziel of Wiley Dalziel Racing. Hopefully he can dig uh, Dalziel Racing uh, out of the shitstorm that Peter Moody's created. And Wiley, thanks for jumping on and chatting to us on Moody on the mic. Much appreciated. And uh, get back to ringing those owners. No worries, boys. We will do. Enjoy. I, I, I just want to ask uh, Mitch about, um, you know, his relationship with his owners. But before you answer that, that, that one of the great Peter Moody stories he told me when he, when he left training and he... he He's, he's, it'd be fair to say, Pete, that you row your own boat, don't you? you you're your own man. You, you like the people that you like and you don't like the others. And, and I, I love the story when there was a 5% owner um, giving everyone the shits uh, in ownership of a horse. And, and he, it, finally, after, after five or six little niggles about the jockey and we don't want to race at that track and uh, I'm not sure about the colours the horse is racing in, he finally sent Pete an email one too many emails and Pete got the big bratwursts out and he started pounding away on the typewriter and he, he didn't really know much about emails. So he sent the email and it started with, listen here, you fucking mong. He accidentally sent it reply all. It went to the whole ownership group <laughs> and there was a lovely little group of, of bowling ladies that had cobbled together all their shekels 
and they'd put him to go in a horse with Moons from New Zealand. These these ladies had bowled together. They they raced together as well with Peter and the fucking Mong. <laughs> you had a bit of explaining to do that day, didn't you, Petey? Well, I'm very happy to say, Mitho, that I think the ladies were annoyed by that bloke as well, and uh, <laughs> they took it on the very humorous side when I had when I sent out the apologetic email uh, with one of my secretaries a bit later explaining the situation and, <laughs> and uh, they were very uh, gracious in their acceptance of my apology uh, as as I hope the racing.com people were on Tuesday afternoon as well so uh, listen uh, I have been known for my profanity profanities at times and uh, <laughs> And uh, we move on. But uh, listen, we've got Mitch Beer. He's taken time out of his busy schedule there at Albury. Mitch, Mitch, we've all uh, shot one from the hip every now and again that we regret. But uh, we can't take it back. So we've just got to cop it, mate. No, I had a perler the other day, Merge. I had a bloke ring me and ring me and ring me, as you're fully aware. And I finally pulled up stunts and uh, rang him back and he didn't answer. I thought I pushed hang up, but it had gone to his voicemail. I said, this fucking bloke's rang me 12 times. And one time I ring him back, he doesn't answer. I said, well, that's fucking it. So that was saved on his phone. And he heard that about three o'clock that afternoon and rang me back. And uh, yeah, I think damage control is a massive part of training, as I've soon realised. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing sometimes communicating with owners. One of my all-time favourites in years gone by when I was top of the pops and thought my shit didn't stink was uh, anyone that rang me after about 6pm, uh, I, I had a little rule where I'd ring them at 3.30 in the morning as I was driving to Caulfield. And, and when people ring you at 6 or 7 p.m., when they ring the racehorse trainer, they, the first thing they start with is, I hope you weren't asleep, mate. And you usually only had to ring them once at 3.30 in the morning. And it's amazing the people that answer their phone at 3.30 in the morning. Uh, and you start with, oh, shit, I hope you weren't asleep, mate. <laughs> <laughs> because they always, they always answer it. And you usually only had to do it once. And so I'll just return on your call from last night when I was asleep. Uh, and I'm just hoping you weren't. But if you want to give me a call back at a reasonable fucking hour, uh, we can discuss your horse. Well, I reckon that fits, um, that fits my dream moods of, uh, if I ever won Tuts Lotto, I'd go to uh, the yearling sales, I'd buy five really nice horses and send them to the five trainers I hate the most and ring them every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent plan, Mitch. Uh, the only issue with, with Mitch being here now is that uh, he was supposed to join us in the second segment, but he has gone a bit early. Now, he went on a Tinder date last night when uh, Moods was supposed to be having his tooth pulled and, and that. So we'll find out whether he went early on the Tinder date as well. We'll come back after this short break. Back yourself this NRL season with Ladbrokes. Score more value when you place a bet on the NRL with Ladbrokes and get $2 lines for all games this round. That's a $2 line for every team in every NRL game this round. Or build the ultimate same-game multi by throwing in a $2 line and watch your odds get even greater. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As I mentioned before the break, Mitch B did go on a Tinder date last night. And uh, Mitch, now we have got you. Let's sink our teeth into a good old-fashioned catch-up. Uh, how did it go? Are they still there? It's 24 hours later. Uh, where, where did we go in Albury? Was it down just down to Dean Street's finest establishment? 
Yeah, dominoes. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I reckon Moon's getting his teeth pulled would have been uh, more pleasant than my uh, Tinder date last night. Oh, wow. it, it lasted about an hour and a half, and uh, I was more than willing to just pick up the bill and uh, get the hell out of there. It was horrendous. I mean, I know my photos might be a bit uh, 2016, 2017 when things were looking a bit better, but um, no, she's, she had some good photoshopping going on, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> in the Aubrey Tinder market niche? Well, most photos on there, if they're not, you know, got a Murray cod in their hands, they're doing a burnout or a Southern Cross tattoo. It's, uh, it's a great pool to pick from, but, uh, you know, things are pretty grim, but, you know, we're getting there. I've got a Southern Cross tattoo, so we won't go any further. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Dan, but seriously, Mitch, are you enjoying life up there? What's the, the, to just, just tell our uh, Moody on the mic, um, listeners who are all across the globe mind you so you're going out internationally uh just the mitch beer story um uh, came up through the ranks um uh, well born and bred i think down down melbourne way but um found yourself in albury yeah uh born and bred melbourne um and uh started uh training after working with jason warren for a fair while down in mornington and you know i was under no illusions of uh of being a glorious uh you know financial and 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 lifestyle that starting out was going to be training but i probably sort of started to see the the closure of of caulfield and, and those country tracks where the difference in mornington cranbourne caulfield pakenham it's really not that much anymore you know you, the biggest stables are at, at, at a lot of uh, country tracks not too far out of melbourne so i sort of relate to it as trying to open a milk bar between coles and aldi like you you're pretty up against it and um I was a year in and, you know, it's all but eating the paint off the walls. And I thought, I've got to change and I've got to give something a go. And always had Aubrey in the back of my mind from a logistics point of view, um, being halfway between Melbourne and Sydney and sort of saw the incentives that, that Racing New South Wales were putting on for, for country only uh, trained uh, horses. And I thought, well, this is me and I'll, I'll give it a go. I think one of those reasons, Mitch, was to uh, so you have horses in the uh, highway handicaps up there in Sydney as well, and you've got a runner this Saturday, currently nineteen dollars with Labrokes Joel, but and probably a horse that can be labelled something of a non-winner. But I've actually got a lot of time for him. I think he's uh, a much better chance than the current price. Yes, he can run on Saturday. Yeah, well, he's an $850,000 schnitzel that's, you know, now in Aubrey swimming in a dam. So things haven't <laughs> gone exactly to plan for poor old Joel. But, um, you know, we, we brought him as a tried horse and um, he's been good to us. Um, he, if he's not winning, he's not far off the mark. But he peaks third up, so he's just had two runs to tick over with this race in mind. Um, we got a peach from Avdala a fortnight ago winning a highway there with Princess Cordelia. So... Uh, he's engaged, and I sort of thought he was about a seven or eight dollar chance. So um, I think he's well over the odds, uh, and punters should uh, have something each way on him. He won't be too far off him. Couldn't agree more. His purchase uh, in his dam in Albury, it's, but what he isn't is a fucking nine-start maiden. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's a good horse. And, and speaking of good horses coming into the stable, I said the other day you've got Redouble joining the stable. Yeah, he's been a terrific get for the stable, and. You know, when I moved up here, I, I, I wanted to target highways and country championships, and we've managed to, to tick those two off the bucket list. And, and the Kosciuszko is probably now the pinnacle for those country-trained horses. So I set out a fortnight ago to... Uh, or, sorry, a few months ago to, to buy a Kosciuszko horse. And a fortnight ago, we 
sort of uh, had contact back from from the connections of Redouble, saying that they'd be really interested in in giving us a go with the horse, and and he's joined their team, and it's it's fantastic coup that these. Races have been put on to, um, you know, get a, a $1.2 million earner and a, and a hundred rating horse um, sent down from Warwick Farm to, to Aubrey. We know it would take things too seriously, but you're right on the border. You've uh, tasted what Victoria's got to offer and now doing a fair bit of racing um, in the Sydney metropolitan area. Uh, have you got a preference? Is there, is, is there things that uh, one state can learn from the other? Uh, I think that the, the effort that New South Wales has gone to to promote country stables, I think, you know, there was talk earlier of, of having races for sort of uh, trainers that have 15 less in work and those sort of things. And I, I think that's that's a really good, it's both uh, really boosted the, the country stables. And I think now with that, the digital sort of world that we live in, with a lot of horses getting traded every fortnight, it gives the opportunity for those sort of smaller to medium-sized stables to sort of, buy a tried horse where they're not um, can go to the bush on the Saturday and win a few races and not get tackled by those really, really large stables, which Peter Moody pioneered uh, about 10 years ago. Well, how many, how many horses have you gotten work now, Mitch? Because Mitch doesn't have that many. And I, I just wonder whether you've got any advice for these young up and coming trainers like Peter Moody down at Pappenham. <laughs> uh, we've got about uh, 45 in work at the moment and um, yeah, really, really nice number, but, I think one of the biggest highlights uh, for me personally training up here is, you know, our first horses don't go out onto the track till, till seven o'clock in the morning. My staff don't start till, till 6am uh, and they have a life. Uh, we can attract good staff and, and um, the hours of training and, and the, the vibe in the stable from not starting at, you know, getting up at 2.30 in the morning is just something that I'd never go back to. Thoughts on that? And, and it allows your staff to go on Tinder dates, Mitch. <laughs> well, I hope they're going better than me, Moods. They want to be. <laughs> now, just just back on the serious note for a, for a brief second. I see you've got a son of written tycoon uh, running at uh, Melbourne t on Saturday. Matsumoto, uh, one start, one win at Wangaratta, straight into an open three-year-old at Caulfield on Saturday. What can you tell us there? Yeah, he's a ripper. Um, he's uh, bred known by um, uh, Steve Watkins up at Willaroon, which place you know well, Moods. Lovely country yep. up there. And um, uh, he went to a really strong maiden. Um, Ollie went up to ride one Akira Mars that started about $1.40 and Hawks' was unbeatable. And it was a very, very good race. And he won well. Um, I had him nominated for the Creswick last week and it came up a bit, a bit strong. Um, but he's a really nice horse, a good colt. And uh, he's certainly a horse that can fly the flag for me uh, over the next couple of years. He's moved on from the fucking eight-start maidens, hasn't he, Mitchy Beard? He's got <laughs> runners in Melbourne. He's got runners in Sydney. He's all I've got one at Gundagai Saturday as well. I haven't forgot where I've come from. <laughs> <laughs> when, how, what's the difficulty in the COVID world we live when you are racing horses in between the two states? I, I think is Kieran's helping you out on Saturday down in Melbourne, and yeah, uh, Kieran will take Matsumoto. But even for the, like, um, we had a, a, a runner in the um, in the Jack Ma Classic at Wodonga, which you know five kilometres from from the stable. That horse had to be. Uh, in Victoria by 9am the day prior to the race. So, you know, if it's horses racing at Wodonga on Saturday, uh, which is about a six-minute drive, it has to go uh, early Friday morning um, and get there. I can't go. None of the staff can go. 
Uh, it's an absolute nightmare and they've got a warrant going to Victoria at the moment because it, it is quite a logistical nightmare. But, um, you know, it, it's working. We're all racing and, and it's just something that we have to put up with at the moment. Did you win that yeah. race? Oh, I, yes, I go back to the yeah. Okay. No, I was going to ask. You I go back to the days. You got a nice little team of two-year-olds with uh, um, the, the horse running in Melbourne. And where's the where's that horse going? That won the Jack Mark Classic. Uh, he went straight to the paddock. Um, he uh, come has just come back into work after a little freshen up. He's a, a lovely uh, colt by Brazen Bow. Uh, he's a half brother to Sky Call, who won the country championships for me up here. So um, yeah, we got a really nice link. Um, last year we broke in uh, 26 two-year-old oh, yearlings now uh, now two-year-old. So uh, we got a, a really nice team of young horses um, coming through, and then the rest is sort of fucking eight start maidens. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just uh, just ask Mitch? I, I saw you had Caitlin Melian uh, looking at horses the other day. And, you gave her one of the Mitch Beer Racing beanies, which I think you're wearing right now. Have you thought about branching out into Mitch Beer beers? Like, you can get your homebrew made up and your own labels done. I just feel like the Mitch Beards would be a natural progression if you're going to do some stable merch. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. On to something, Rog. But right now, until the Kosciuszko ran, runs, uh, I'm all about Kosciuszko beer, but I'm, I'll be easily brought after that, that's for sure. The big bottles, Pete. The big bottles. We might be able to get, can you make them in the King Browns, Mitch? <laughs> well, I don't reckon I'll be able to match you, Mitch, with those brown, uh, those long browns. So, Mitch, over the next couple of days, we'll, we'll whack the podcast out tonight, Thursday night. So, uh, look, sort of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What's what's your best across those three days, do you reckon, for the, the Ladbrokes punters who are looking to get on? Uh, Gunda guy on Saturday, uh, I'm sending one two-year-old filly there on its own uh, by charge forward. Um, she tried really well at Aubrey um, and uh, she'll be very hard to beat. So her name's Dynamic. She's in a thousand metre maiden at Gunda guy. Uh, she'll go like the clappers, shut your eyes the last 50, but uh, she should see it out. Is she a fucking eight start maiden or just a normal maiden? <laughs> I'll get back to you in September. <laughs> can, can she beat the favourite? <laughs> Wouldn't fucking know. <laughs> uh, Mitch, thanks very much for jumping on and chatting to us on Moody on the Mic. You're uh, one of our favourite followers on Twitter. You're a great personality of racing. I uh, appreciate you joining us and all the best. Cheers, boys. All the best. Well done, Mitch. Good thanks, idea. Mitch. Good luck, mate. Thanks, Mitch. Make your mark Thank this you. AFL season with Ladbrokes. Score more value when you place a bet on the AFL and get $2 lines for all matches this round. That's a $2 line for every team in every AFL match this round. Or build the ultimate same-game multi by throwing in a $2 line and watch your odds get even greater. Ladbrokes, back yourself. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You know what Gunda guy's famous for, don't you? Yeah, the... Uh... Tucker box. Fuck all. Oh, the, dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog on the Tucker box. That's the most The dog on the Tucker box. Yeah. Is the most disappointing tourist attraction in the history of tourist attractions. It's fucking that big. It's shit house. Yeah. 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 We need to. We need to get Gunda guy on the map. They need to get a decent sized dog on the fucking Tucker box. You need a big magnifying bastard. glass to see the bastard. Back yourself this NRL season with Ladbrokes. 
score more value when you place a bet on the NRL with Ladbrokes and get $2 lines for all games this round. That's a $2 line for every team in every NRL game this round. Or build the ultimate same-game multi by throwing in a $2 line and watch your odds get even greater. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Best bets time here on Moody and the Mike as we wrap things up for another week. Let's start as we always do with the resident rain man himself, the guru. I didn't take any notice of how you went last week, actually, Tom. How was it? I went absolutely awful last week, Rog. Could not be a winner. But I'm ready to bounce back. Uh, best bet of the day will be Durban Race 4 skating for the Chris Munt stable. Started his campaign this present with two wins on the trot. Really impressive fashion. He's finished fourth in the both the Fred Best Classic and the Gold Coast Guineas. This is a, a genuine drop back in class. He had a barrier trial between those uh, runs as well. So scathing, you're getting about $4. I think he's well and truly over the odds. I think it's a really good bet. Got a couple extra bonus best bets this week. Uh, Rog, I like uh, Crawford Race 7, Samson's my best in Melbourne. And uh, I like Dealmaker in the Civic Stakes, paying about $11. Uh, doesn't win out a turn deal maker, but capable of a high rating effort on his day. So a couple of bonus ones there for the punters. Beauty. Well, I am going to head to Corfu and I'm going to tip a horse I tipped a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she is on her home track for the first time in a race uh, after a disappointing run at the Valley last start. But I think uh, Corfu is going to suit her and you're getting a, a better price than if she'd won last start. That's Ms. Catherine. Uh, race six, number one for Henry Dwyer. So I think she's sitting around the $4.50 to $5 mark at the moment. I also don't mind an old favourite of mine up at Doombin. Race five, number two, Le Juge. But certainly the best bet is Ms. Catherine in the sixth at Caulfield. If you double them together, you'll get about 25 to one. Uh, have we got a Rosemont Ruffy, Nico? Rosemont Ruffy time. We are going with the main race at Doombin, Rain Man. I haven't even checked the odds, so I don't know how rough, rough we are, but it uh, it is the horse that we've been following and tipping the last couple of starts, and she's got the hoof on the till in the Sapphire Stakes Race 8. Crone, running in the Roll the Dice colours, but part-owned by our good selves. Um, she's she's flying this mare without uh, having having a win against her name, this preparation. But, uh, gee, I reckon she can win on Saturday. Brad Stewart in the saddle. And, Rayman, what odds are you going to give me? She's $5 at the moment, Mitho. And I was watching Tony Golan's uh, stable update this afternoon and he's labelled her uh, his best bet of the day. He's got a pretty strong hand in. So uh, confidence coming from the stable and from the ownership there for Crone. Come yeah. on, Crone. I did during the week, actually, Mitho. There was a little bit of publicity. I think it, might, it was on racing.com or one of the racing sites about uh, a bit of an article about Crone. So, look, uh, I don't think she's going to be missed by the punters this time around, especially all the thousands upon thousands that listen to this. But what they generally listen for is the Moody Mail. What do you got for us, Moods? Yeah, well, it's, it's great to see Brad Stewart on Crone because uh, I think uh, I've said before on this show, I think he's an absolute gun, B. Stewart, and I reckon he will suit Crone. So God give us strength for the Rosemont team and the punters out there. Um, I, I had one a bit earlier in the day, and it's also a Brad Stewart ride at Doombin, race six, horse number six, Soxagon. Um, Mark Curry up at Toowoomba trains this and ridden by B Stewart. What price there? Race six, horse six, uh, Rain Man? $2.60 moods. Looks very tough to beat Soxagon. Ah, uh, well, it, we're not, we're not going to get a medal for tipping him, but I thought he had run very well. Personally, for myself, I've got one in at Caulfield, uh, one called Paris. She takes a place in the three-year-old Phillies 1,200 metres. Uh, she was very good at sale the other day. 
against the older mares. She's drawn a bit awkward, um, Paris, but uh, she takes a place in... Uh, what race are we there? Race five, is it? Race five, uh, twenty-one dollars, Paris, and I, I've been pretty taken with her a uh, couple of runs so far. This prep, uh, under moods is guidance. I think she's yeah. got a nice race in her at some point, Paris. If she does, just get things to suit. So I think there's uh, worse bets on the course of Khan at twenty-one dollars. That's for sure. Yeah, well, she's going to get back in the run, so that will negate the barrier thirteen. And uh, main thing with her is she's got to be top of the ground. We've got a soft six at Caulfield. She wouldn't take a place on a six. If we get to a five or a four, she's certainly worth having something each way on at the $21. But my best, Doombin race six, horse six, socks are gone. Maybe a little each way, Paris at Caulfield, if she takes a place, boys. Thanks, boys. Well, I've just got, I think there's someone else just coming in quickly. Peter, as far as the betting is concerned, it's a two-horse race. Can you knock the favourite over? <laughs> Hi, hey, mate. Good champion. How are you, mate? I'm well, thank Can you beat the favourite here? I've no idea, mate. I'm Yes. Yeah, well done, boys. You've had your fun there. He was a bit rude to TB, uh, Moose. Do you think he thought it was the other Terry Bale? Yeah. <laughs> it's Rain Man. Oh, oh, yeah. Well done, Rain Man. You've come from the clouds, but... Uh, <laughs> Like I said earlier in the show, I won the race. That was the most important thing. I apologise to the punters for my profanity pre-race. Terry Bailey, I haven't spoken to personally, but it didn't come across that well. I have a great relationship with him also. It was just one of those little awkward times. But uh, at the end of the day, indiscretion got the money. But more importantly, punters, our little, Very well what, about our mate, what about our little mate, J-Mac? His best bet yes, last I meant week, to say. the New South Wales stewards have got him up uh, on, on some sort of a inquiry into how he rode it. Uh, and he tipped it to us as his best bet. I think it was just a victim of circumstances. Oh, but he listened, that, no problem. Uh, he listened to us as he always did. And you know what J-Mac does? He lets fast horses run fast. Ladbrokes, back yourself.